Something's not right about this. I think we should head back to the road. Becky? Travis? Who are you? What's going on? I came looking for you. What? How did you get here before us? I don't know. My boy, he's lost in here too. This is nuts. It's only a feel. What's happening with you? I'm never gonna find her. <laughs> you can find things, but it's easier once they're dead. Hello, and welcome to the Nomcast the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomCastPod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at JokesOnDrew. Ladies and gentlemen, it is October, the one month of the year where we collectively try to scare the shit out of ourselves. It is truly the most wonderful time of the year, and I can't think of many people who personify the twisted and macabre more than Stephen King. So this episode is about the latest Stephen King adaptation to hit Netflix, In the Tall Grass. It's based on a novella that King wrote with his son, Joe Hill, who has a new Netflix show of his own, Lock and Key, coming out soon. The movie centers around a pair of siblings, Becky and Cal Demuth, who venture into a field of tall grass in response to a young boy's cry for help. However, they soon discover there may be no way out, and that something truly evil lies within. The small ensemble cast is led by Patrick Wilson from the Conjuring and Insidious universe, as well as comic book films The Watchmen and Aquaman. My guest for this one is the one and only Scary Larry Dwyer. Horror fans in Connecticut know Larry from his work with the Connecticut Horror Fest and the Horror News Network. He also runs the Connecticut Cult Classics film series, which will be having their latest double feature night October 19th at the Strand Theater in Seymour, Connecticut. They will be showing Halloween 4 and 5 for a night they have dubbed You Can't Kill the Boogeyman. For tickets and information, go to ConnecticutCultClassics.com. And of course, if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Nomcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much. Give a listen. But I am glad to have you back, man. I'm uh, glad to be here. Yeah, and we had so much fun doing the 1922 one, or at least I did. I yeah, hope I, I did too. <laughs> did I did too. Well. I yeah. did too. Uh, and obviously, uh, we're keeping up with the theme. We're doing the King thing again. Uh, this time, you had mentioned, I didn't know even before we did the 1922 one, you had asked me whether 1922 was a Joe Hill one too. And I was like, what are you talking right, about? Right. And now here we, here are, we are, Joe Hill, <laughs> where we're seeing, uh, uh, the first movie ever based on their tandem, the Stephen King and son operation. Yep. Um, and this one, uh, are you familiar with how it was even published? No. Um, I, now I am. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. before. Right. But now I am. It was a, come on, Esquire, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a bizarre thing where it was yeah. like they put one part out and then they put the next part out in the next up, uh, edition or yep. whatever. One, who the hell reads magazines, let right, alone right, right. puts out Stephen King high profile stories. If I had to guess, and this is totally a guess, Yeah, a lot of 
King's early stuff was put out in magazines. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. A lot of his early stories. I think the beginning of the Dark Tower, the first, the beginning of the Gunslinger. Oh, interesting. Playboy magazine, the New Yorker. That I could buy. All sorts yeah. of different publications huh. would like buy like five, six pages or whatever. Right. So I kind of wonder if it's a throwback to that, if they mm. were like, hey, dad, let's, you know, let's do what you used to do back in the 70s. Right, yeah. And, you know, see if a magazine wants to put out like portion of our story. Sure. You know, I, I I wonder. I didn't look it up. I didn't look that deep into it, but that was kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, it's an interesting idea considering the time period. Like you right. said, it is definitely a throwback. Yeah. And and at least for how weird this model seems, the first one that they did together, which I believe is called Throttle. Yeah. Was part of like just some weird homage to the guy who re- originally wrote Duel. Oh, is that what or it is? The, or the book that. I never read based on. Okay. And so that one's just an ebook. It's just like it's not even part of a collection like most of these other novella ones tend to be for King, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this, and and it's one of those things I'm like, I'm very surprised that something like this ends up being a movie. And that's something that even somebody saw that thought it had potential to be one. Right. You know, King's such. Listen, King's always been a hot commodity, right? right? Since Carrie, he's been a hot commodity. Well, but he's right now, now, especially, especially, you know, with yeah. it out there, it seems like there's a Stephen King movie coming out every three months. Well, so when this happens, Larry, we're right in the middle of a three movie run. In right, three he's got Doctor Sleep coming out. He's yeah, got, he's uh, doing September was it Volume Two? Yeah, uh, you know, Part Two, yep. Chapter Two. Yep. Uh, this movie in October, yep. and then Doctor Sleep then in Doctor November. Sleep, right. So he I mean, he's a super hot commodity right now, and you yeah. know when when you're like that, people are just looking for shit. Yeah, people are just going through stuff. Okay, what can we put out? Yeah, you know, and Nosferatu was kind of a big hit for his yes. other kid. Yeah, so they're like, well, let's get Joe Hill involved. And yeah, well, what does he got? Well, and, guess know? what? He's blowing up now too. He's because blowing up. Lock his... and Keys coming out. That's yeah. him, right? Yeah, yeah. Which uh, we'll get into it later. The uh, the one who plays Becky DeMuth, uh, I'm going to butcher her name. Awesome, can't wait. Laisla de Oliveria. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, if you saw the way it's spelled, that's exactly that, how yeah, it Yeah, I have it in front of me yeah. as well. That's uh, Oliver, Oliveria. Oliveira? 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 Yeah. Olive. Uh, let's just call her Olive. Sure, yeah. <laughs> she's in Lock and Key, right. is what I was going to say. So, yeah. obviously- Kind of, kind of the only thing name. she's in, because I looked at everybody's- Yeah, IMDb. not a not a deep roster here. No, definitely I, not. Especially for a movie that is not a lot of players, you right. would figure, you know, right. even at a smaller budget, you got a king attachment yep. that you can probably get some good either up and counter, some pluck somebody from a, a, a TV show or something right. like that, You're or right. even other Stephen King properties, right. like a like a person who is in Castle Rock or any of these other things, bring right. it into the right. fold. Instead, you have a movie that the biggest hitter here and it shows oh yeah is patrick wilson yep. which he wasn't even the first pick for this role no right it was uh what's his name james marsden yes yeah but yeah patrick wilson is not only the 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 heavy hitter the veteran here the only the name actor that yeah. people would look for but he's also got the horror background oh yeah the same as well marsden obviously has some of that a little bit like yeah uh, but obviously, Wilson's in multiple big franchises right now. Yep. He's in the, the Conjuring universe. He's right. in the Insidious uh, movies as well. So, right. But weirdly, even though he's in those horror movies, he's never really playing a bad guy. He's always like 
the dad of something fucked up happening or some first thing something. I ever saw him in was Hard Candy with Ellen Page. Yeah, which is a tough and he was, movie. It because, is a tough movie. Yeah. Not as tough as Hounds of Love, but it's a tough movie. <laughs> okay. Um, now I see where the bar is. <laughs> <laughs> and Hounds of Love stars Harrison Gilbertson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not uh, who plays not Travis yeah, in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hard Candy. I think was the only thing i can think of where he was a bad guy yeah he's really because he's he's yeah. what he's always a, a watchman that's yeah. it. he's a good guy yeah. insidious conjuring bone tomahawk he's yeah. a just fucking great movie yeah uh, brutal man what a brutal yes movie. it is a brutal um movie. so he's always played some pretty yeah. straightforward good dude he's yep. kind of got that look to him so i understand maybe he's got that little bit of the typecast thing yeah. going on nice square jaw sure <laughs> which is again yeah. how he can ride the comic book right. universe and anything else so right. he has a presence yep. and he definitely uses all of the roles he's kind of brought to the table with this because yeah. he has to ride almost like a multiple personality definitely. version here yeah, uh, with how this goes. And it's interesting that he wasn't the first choice, but uh, I would say James Marsden did not make a bad choice, though, because considering how I feel about this movie, yet yep. to be said, but James Marsden didn't do it because he did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a strong move. You yes, gotta, it is. Yeah. You don't turn Tarantino down. No. To sometimes do you gotta. Movie. Sometimes you gotta make make a, a tough decision. Yeah. That actually wasn't a tough decision. No, was, not at let's all. Let's see. Should I do the Stephen <laughs> King Netflix film, right. or do I do the Tarantino blockbuster with Brad right. Pitt and Leo DiCaprio? Yeah. That was like. Um, John C. Riley was supposed mm. to be champ and Anchorman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was mm -hmm. him and him and Will Ferrell. You know, kind of came up with that together, right? Because um, they're buddies. Yeah. But then, uh, then they came calling with the Aviator, right? And uh, yeah, Will Ferrell's like, well, yeah, Will Ferrell's like, yeah. dude, dude, go do the Scorsese movie. Yeah. We'll get somebody else to play the yeah. crazy sportscaster <laughs> in Anchorman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that happens. So he's oh, and yeah, uh, Marsden is also. Let's see if I get this one right. He's going to be Stu. In uh, the stand, the new stand film. Ah, uh, yes, King. I did write that down too. That he ends up doing a Stephen he does, King project gonna, anyway. Yeah, be doing a Stephen King thing anyway. Yeah, is that a, a Netflix? Uh, is that gonna be a Netflix? One? I didn't think so. I don't know. No, I I don't know. I, it's a streaming version. I don't think Not, it's okay. Netflix though. All right, all right. But I'm looking forward to it because the first one was a fucking train wreck. So yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> man, that's one of my. Fa I think that's one of everybody's favorite Stephen King books. I would. Yes, think. no one's ever gotten it right because again, yeah. uh, following oh, so the theme hard. that we are here, yeah, it's yeah. way too long. Yeah. you can only probably do it in a mini series or some kind of Has to be. season. And this any type of attempt where they made a condensed version is garbage. Yeah, I find I think we had this conversation when we did the 1922 one. That the novellas end up being, or the short stories end up being the better movies Usually. because largely his novels are very long. They're very detailed because it's King right. and he has a very specific type of dialogue. He has a lot of specific things yep. that he does in terms of foreshadowing and themes and other things that really come across well in the books yeah. but have trouble being translated. 100%. And unfortunately, this movie for me was not that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think. This one was the danger that you think of with novellas where it's like, there's not enough here. How do I make this right. into a, uh, a longer movie? And because I don't know if you know uh, or have read this story or no, have... I haven't. And and once you when you when you asked me to do it, I, I was like, should I read it first? I, this is one I've never read. And I was like, no, you know what? 
Let me just go into go this. Cold. Go in a virgin and yeah. and see what I think, and I'll right. probably end up reading it uh, over the next week or so to see what I think about it. Yeah, because um, I did a lot of research on it. It's amazing for how many articles I read. I probably could have just read the damn novella, but the <laughs> the 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 crux of the issue, I guess, seems to be is that the novella is much more stripped down, which sounds like king at least i'm not as familiar with joe hill's writing to know yeah, he's where the lines go i would imagine yeah. but so the the ending is vastly different here and in fact for for something that is king related i don't know if his son is just more fucked up but the ending is actually if you thought the ending was kind of fucked up in this movie yeah it's way more fucked up in the novella well, which I, i'm especially can, for being in esquire yeah, yeah. i was like good lord yeah. you had you know well, people in their dentist's office uh, reading about typical eating abor- uh, king aborted ending, babies right stephen yeah. king doesn't ever doesn't really have good endings right like, <laughs> yeah, anytime you see you watch a stephen king movie and somebody you know there's a happy ending right bullshit it's read the not, book yeah, read the that. book because yeah. there's no happy ending no you no. know the, the only one where they really went the other way was the mist they they were like mm. they took what was kind of a bummer ending and made it even fucking worse right for the yeah. movie which yeah. was usually the opposite usually like cujo right uh, you know the boy dies in the book but yeah. in, in, you know in the end of the movie everybody gets away you know now right. he can go back to filming who's the boss or whatever the fuck he was out of that that right. was that kid right danny pintoro yeah 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 so you know yeah i could imagine the stories probably got a much more fucked up ending yeah, yeah. well so before i go into it because obviously once i kind of go through the differences it's going to start in the the spoiler version of everything and kind of really go into detail but so just your impressions because obviously i'm tipping my hand here saying that i didn't quite enjoy the film so where did you land on this as well i actually enjoyed it really yeah i did i mean i i definitely you know i i found myself comparing it of course immediately to to children of the corn yes immediately you know with just just tall grass yeah (laughs) anything he can't see past that is like the shiny you got the maze (laughs) yeah yeah he gets he gets bummed out by that yeah um i found myself comparing it to that um and on kind of unfairly because it was really just the beginning scene when they're driving through right i'm like hmm okay and somebody's calling out and i'm like oh is somebody gonna run out and get hit by the car next right yeah you know but it wasn't it definitely wasn't children of the corn like then i found myself comparing it to the ruins a Mm. bit you ever uh read or see that i haven't no Uh, great book uh great 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 book really fucking disturbing book movie was good but it's not a newer as good product, as product, um right? i'd say about 10 years maybe okay, about 10 yeah, years old right. but it was uh some 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 kids some teenagers were like backpacking through mexico uh they end up in this uh area of woods where they can't get out of because men with guns are have shown up and won't let them off of it and then okay. all of a sudden like the force is coming alive and like attacking people so kind of like the grass being alive like yeah yeah sure so so then i found myself being reminded also compares to the ritual as far as netflix movies are concerned because you get kind of like a yes a beast in the woods but kind of of the woods Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. it's interesting too yeah but i found myself interested Mm. especially with the time changes and you know uh, I think where I first the scene I the, the scene where I was really started getting interested was when uh, what what are their the Cal and uh, and Becky and Becky yeah uh, mm-hmm. first made their stupid asses into the, the <laughs> fucking yes. grass yeah 
And yeah, I guess okay, I get it. A kid's calling for help. You're yeah, go check. Even though you know, across the street is Sam's fucking hot car lot of yeah. dusty cars. Yeah, you're, you're not questioning parking your car next to. You right. know, why are all these dusty cars here, but nobody's around? Which, by the way, did you happen to catch that uh, they basically have the almost Christine. a Christine ripoff yeah. in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I okay. Uh, I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um. So. If you remember the scene where they're set now, they've separated themselves, so they can still hear each other, but they can't find each other. Right. And they do the thing where they jump at the same time. Yes. And they see each other. Yeah. And I'm like, great fucking idea. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, do it again. Yeah. And, and then you just see, away. but you just see one. And yeah. She's like, I can't see you anymore, but the right. other one jumped at the same time, and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then uh, that, so that that kind of drew me in. And then when Tobin showed up as well, right? Um, first Freaky I was like, I was kid. like, this kid's fucking freaky. Don't trust him. Yeah. Don't trust him. But then when he said, "Well, let's go to my dog," because it, the grass doesn't move dead things, right? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many dead things are out here? Yeah, he's very <laughs> creepy when you first encounter him, and yeah, I yeah. think it's to kind of play with that attitude mm-hmm. of you don't know what this kid's all about right and as the movie goes on obviously he becomes a little bit more standard child you know kind yeah. of more right. reserved a little bit more meekish and definitely not <laughs> coming yeah. off as possibly a sinister kid or some uh, something worse hopefully right but i agree with you that i was into this movie the the first act yep i was in all the way because right. Essentially, it's, it's it's whatever they show you in the trailer is kind of what you're seeing here, where it's a very suffocating thought, yep. it's a very claustrophobic thought, yep. and it will definitely, you know, in a dark room watching it in your house, it's going to make you kind of go a little squirrely and kind of yeah. get really into it from there. And as you were saying, kind of some endearing moments, because I think the, the, the brother-sister combo works. Yes, I did too. And... You I know. kind of immediately didn't like Cal, though. I don't mm. know what it was. I, I just, I kind of, I <laughs> be, before I realized they were brother and sister. Yeah, I got like a jealous boyfriend vibe off of them. Interesting. And 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 that was funny because that kind of got brought up right later yeah. on when yeah. the actual boyfriend. Yeah, you nailed up. it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of the. And then when they were like, oh, they're brother and sister, I was like, oh. Okay. That's yeah, uh, weird. Okay. It's like, yeah, I thought they were together for a minute there. Right. But, um, yeah, because I think we're so used to movies where, like, if there's a brother and sister couple, there, it's like yeah. they start calling, like, hey, bro, Jeepers, sis, Jeepers Creepers. Way. Yeah. So not a great movie, but you can tell right away that Justin Long and whatever her name is are brother sister. Yeah, yeah. You know they're picking on each other. They're you know yeah. You, you could just tell. You yeah. Could, you could tell there's they did a good job in that film of putting off the brother sister vibe. Yeah. These two, I would I not really, so much. And obviously yeah. they were trying to play with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it worked. Yeah. Because they got me. Yeah. And obviously they're going to encounter more people, but one person in particular I wanted to bring up was the Travis character, your your friend from yeah. Upgrade. <laughs> and Need for Speed, if anyone saw that movie right, as right. well. But uh, he is an interesting character because he is not in the novella. Oh, okay. At all. Oh. He is an invention of the screenwriter, director, Vincenzo Natale, yep. uh, who I didn't know where he went from since 97 because i watched cube yeah. in the theaters yeah and movie. i yeah it's it's yeah. a pretty good movie it's 
it, for what it is for and of is. the time right. uh, is not not bad. Um, Splice, you just did you see Splice? I Adrian did not. Brody, no, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, that's and uh, his. I thought I had uh, seen his follow up Cipher too, but I, never I didn't saw that. see. I don't know when I was looking at it. I was like, I don't know if I saw this, but. Largely, he's been doing TV since then, just kind of oh, okay. doing the director for hire thing, a few episodes of this big show, a few episodes of this, which is a way sure to make well. a living. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Probably, so Probably a lot more than I make. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, he saw something in this when he read it through and, yep. and contacted them and got them to do it. So, But obviously, in a story like this, that's a you know a couple little Esquire pages. You right. know, it's it's How hard long to was really the story. That's a good question. I don't actually I know. know the okay. answer to that, but I would imagine it's whatever's fit to print, right? right. So it can't. I under. I, well, I don't think, they think put it, it out as a novella. Fit. So if, if it's a novella, Afterwards, it's gotta. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, so it's gotta be at least a hundred pages or so. I mean, you they, think? I would think so. This one seems a little lighter than the others, and that yeah. was kind of his contention because yeah. what he did was built in things like travis right he had to uh, add to it alter the, story, the ending right? add a few more things and obviously the travis thing does add a lot yeah to it in terms of you know if 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 the story is mostly just encountering the family yep. uh the humboldts i believe is their last yep. name then it's a much different story and 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 you're not seeing kind of a movie that you think at least on paper or at least in some of the scenes is kind of people who have regrets or came in with some issues that they need to work out. I believe even Patrick Wilson's character, Ross, uh, says something to that effect. Right. He's like, look, we're all here for a reason. It's whatever yeah. when he's selling people on the rock. Right. Um, <laughs> right. 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 So I but think you can't run from redemption. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's, he's calling out these type of things and Travis is kind of like a, the centerpiece of that. Right. So I find it interesting. And I don't know how you felt about that part of the storyline. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I you know I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought um, the Travis character. Well, first of all, I thought he looked like a fake Leo DiCaprio uh, when he came. The old hat version. On. Yeah, yeah. I was like, huh. yeah. I was like, look at this guy. Yeah. Um, and then he and, went from the beach to the yeah. tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You should go back to the beach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I see. I didn't know he wasn't in there, so it worked for me. And I often wonder, had I read it first, if it if it if I would have been like, oh come on, what the fuck, like, right? You know. See, um, I had the effect of when I read it, I was like, oh, I can see where this is more straight king, yeah. Where it's the element, yep. is more the story, right. not the the couple or the thing. He's usually yeah. like. His themes don't really jive with that. He right. does a lot of father son stuff. If anything, if he's going to do a, right. a family uh, type theme, yep. but this one, I, I don't know. Like in the way that I know how they changed the ending, it very much makes sense with if you're inventing a character like Travis that is looking for some sort of redemption or to get back in the life right. of his, I guess, girlfriend. I don't think they went any further than that. Yep. Um, that. He's trying to do that to obviously be in her life for the her pregnancy and everything else yep. going on. Yep. And, you know, the yep. way it ends, he ends up being, quote, redeemed by at least right. getting them safe, other right. people safe. He's kind of the hero of the story, if you want to say. Yeah. So, uh, well, not even kind of. He definitely is. Yeah. Um, to, where, to, 
to Patrick Wilson's anti-hero right. yeah. uh, character. Um, like I said, he worked for me. Travis worked for me. I got why he was there. I thought he was actually one of the better performances. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, he came in smart. He was breaking straight, yes. breaking and tying strings yeah. of grass to kind of mark, try to mark his way. Yep. Uh, but you know, as in a throwback to Christine, the grass also fixes itself. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> you saw him walking away. The grass is just untying itself. I'm like, right. shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Which, what they, but, Travis should have brought a weed whacker in. Yes. Is what he should have. I think I read one reviewer there like, "What did we learn? Uh, don't go into the grass unless you're riding a fucking lawnmower." Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. I don't even know if that would have worked. I don't that, know. That grass was Eventually, uh, right? grass was pretty powerful. Which, so, by the way, gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. The cinematography in here, I think, is one the of the opening favorite shot thing. The opening overhead shot of yeah. all that grass yeah. just moving in the wind. Yeah. It was beautiful. It makes it seem like the tall grass is kind of like how what I was hoping for this movie when I saw how they were shooting the grass and how it kind of feels. And the suffocation of it and everything else. It's basically like man-made ocean. It feels like people who are, you're, when you're in it, you're drowning. You're feeling like you can never get out. You're trying to reach for anything to get to the surface to yeah. kind of know where you are yeah. and to get all that. It has that same effect and it's interesting how it moves like that, but yet it didn't kind of like hone in that story-wise. Right. It's just in how it uh, kind of operated in the beginning. Right, right, It wasn't right. outside of that. Except for, obviously, when um, the... I don't even know what to call them, but the people who... Oh, the uh, weird fucking grass people? Grass people. Did they have, yeah. they, did they have a name? Or they was, did not that I'm aware yeah. of unless it was in the novella somehow. And were they, were they the ones doing the chanting or was the grass chanting... It was very Kali Ma. That's up I for thought, interpretation. I thought somebody was going to rip somebody's heart out. They were yeah. chanting Kali Ma. Kali Ma. Yeah. It's like, what's happening right now? But I actually liked how it looked when they put her kind of up like crowd surfing above the uh, yeah. above that. Because, again, it followed through with kind of looking like an ocean and kind of right. moving things along. Right. That it's kind of the, the, the whatever, yeah. <laughs> the, the grass version of that. Yeah. So- but the one thing I think is after all that where it starts to get dark and it starts to and people start to change and time and space starts to really yeah. change and yeah. when the rock becomes more of a prevalent part yep. of the story and the church and all the connections with that, I think that's where, um, pardon the pun, I, I got in the weeds okay. uh, where I thought it lost me a little bit or at least I thought the story wasn't moving as well right because it kind of it's a nature of the story right because the whole thing plays with time and space Mm -hmm. people start one of the things with something like this is i want to know the rules i understand it's chaotic but it also has to have a you also need to understand king doesn't always give you the rules for sure you know that no for sure still don't know why the mist was there yeah (laughs) not to bring it up again for the second time but you still don't know but largely Whether I know the presence or not, because we don't know why this field largely is haunted. It's like, oh, okay, because it's old. I mean, like, you kind of get a sense of, oh, okay, there's some mystical forces here. I felt, and and I could be completely off base, Yeah, but again, King leaves so much to interpretation, so who knows if you're ever off base. I felt that that rock was something alien-like. Yeah. I thought it was probably from cuz King's played with aliens before Pennywise is an alien. Yeah. You know, Tommy Knockers, aliens. Fucking um, dreamcatcher. Yeah. Oh Ugh. god. Yeah, well, we don't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> so so I the my first thought was this rock because it looked too well placed. Right. 
I thought that maybe this was left here by an ancient alien civilization. Maybe it was a craft itself. Yeah, I don't know. But that's the that's markings what I and stuff. Think. It, it kind of makes me feel like, like early, yeah, early Indian caveman, right? Like pre, yeah, like early existence of man right. stuff going on, which still doesn't say that that wasn't an alien spaceship and it's been there for a million years right. and caveman just drawn for drew sure. on it because yeah. they were trapped there right you know who knows how long that thing's been trapping people yeah. in that grass which well, is fascinating a lot of cars out there yes exactly and it's fascinating the church tie-in because yeah. you figure if people think this field is haunted or has some mystical powers that uh, the way it's understood i guess more in the novel is that the locals kind of are aware of its power they know to stay away and they know enough that they know once people go into the grass that i guess it, they loot the cars i guess it's part <laughs> of the the understanding of the novella they can't put up a fucking sign i guess keep out of the grass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right Nothing like that yeah you know yeah because here's fucking the interesting assholes. thing this is a modern movie, but yeah. because of everything else, it plays very old. It definitely does all the time. It definitely does. Even even Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I, I got. I almost got, and I wondered that myself because you know time is obviously trippy in there. Right. I was like, is he from like the sixties? He seems like. Yeah. He seemed like he was from the sixties, but, but yeah. Did we see? We didn't see their car, so I don't know what they drove in. And no, we did see the car. It was covered in dust. They park right behind uh, the the couple, or jeez, I keep saying couple. The the siblings' mm-hmm. car is right behind theirs, so they had some silver one. And actually, remember, you see them their story. Yep, yep. Of coming yeah, into That's the right, grass. That's right. You so do. both of those cars are very modern. Yep. You, it definitely is in the 21st right. century, probably even within the last decade. Because yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, the siblings are driving a Prius yeah. or some Some, version something of definitely that, some newer. hybrid tech. Something definitely newer. So it is yeah. It is definitely. But that was kind of the vibe I got from Wilson. Like, yeah. he, 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 like I said, he even seemed to be dressed like he was like a throwback from the yeah. 60s. Um, and you know, the, the, and his family doesn't right, mark the, any the, different. The, the, the way he was talking, like he just seemed like a different kind of yeah, different kind of guy. Yeah, and then later on, he seemed like a much, much different kind yeah. of guy. Plus, um, you don't know what he is at that point, too. Right? Is he? Uh, I wrote down a few times in my notes. Uh, here I'm like I don't trust Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Here I put Patrick Wilson is shady as fuck. Uh, here I like three quarters in I still don't trust trust Patrick Wilson. Yeah. And then at the end you're like yeah. I think he's feeding a, 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 a oh, miscarriage to yeah, somebody. I wrote that down. Yeah. I was like no this is not happening. By right the now. way did you pick up when the when the quote baby is in the blanket like they kind of had it to where it made it seem like she gave birth yeah a little bit yeah you know that that's the actual miscarriage in there like that's not like them playing with anything else that's supposed to be the miscarriage that she had is he's uh, he put it in a blanket and made it seem like oh look look because yeah. <laughs> i wrote that down too i'm like is he feeding her the fucking baby like, hey, Larry, <laughs> is that happening <laughs> it's all grass baby it's it all, all grass, grass. And that's, and that's another scary thing. Somebody's going to get fucking Lyme disease in there or fucking EEE or whatever's <laughs> going on. You need to cut that fucking grass, man. I know. You know, this is another thing I wrote down that I thought, you know, because what I do when I watch these, if I know I'm going to be talking about them, I just get my iPhone out. Yeah. I open the notes and I just type as I'm watching. Right. One thing, I'm like, so hold on. 
the grass doesn't move dead things, so pick up the dog and get the fuck out of yeah. there. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Kinda. Pick up the dead dog and walk. Yeah. If it doesn't move dead things, you're holding the dog, you can't move. Which, by and large, would seem like a very king thing to do. Right. Especially if it's like a kid's idea. Yeah. He loves playing with kids doing yes. fucked up shit all the time. Yes. So, yeah. What's another dead thing to kind of right. make this work? And I, and especially because I was very entranced by him when he had the crow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's kind of like burying it. And I think he ate part of it or so. like some other thing. Like it's it's in that time zone when we think we can't trust this kid either. Yep. So, yeah, yep. It, that felt very king. A lot of that felt very king. And I think to me, once the presence of Travis happens. Yeah. I think the movie changes a lot yeah once it gets dark and travis is there i think that's when to me it gets a little out of control a little too much yeah i can i can see what you're saying um there were definitely issues i had with like the bowling the whole bowling alley scene the Mm. whole scene i was like this is unnecessary yeah you know, Which, by Cal- the way, is in that town, like where they yeah, shot. Yeah, like, yeah, I re- think I read that today. Yeah, um, you know where Cal dro- I, I thought that was smart, Cal dropping them, um, but still, I didn't think the whole thing was necessary. Yeah, it's like you could have kept this in the grass. I didn't need to go here. Yeah, um, you know, you well, have another enough- location because there's so few of them. Yeah. You're a huge horror guy. Do you know who the gas station attendant was? No, who. I was excited because I watched this particular movie so many times as a kid because it has so much nudity oh, for God. a franchise. Sounds movie. great already. Oh, you've seen it. <laughs> what is Friday it? the Thirteenth Part Five. Oh God, which she one is, is she? Violet. Oh my God. Yeah, that's like the worst of the series too. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not good because it's but not even Jason. As a kid, spoiler it was alert. Like in that that time period of when I was coming through. It is because that's so the one. Isn't, isn't like that's I think new Dudley from dis- different strokes is in it. Like I always remember that like movie him. as the one with the shitter death. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> you know what? Five being a terrible film because it's not even Jason killing people. Yeah, there are some great kills great kills in part five yeah the uh when when he's against the tree and he throws the belt around his yes. eyes yeah and, like just rubs it back yeah, yeah there's some great kills and, yeah uh, so wow she was violet yeah that's a good and which violet's one that's a good I pull <laughs> it's the, the scene i weirdly enough her death scene is online yeah. you could just go and watch it i didn't think it was memorable enough for people to like extrapolate it right right but so i go and all she's doing is just doing like almost an interpretive dance to some like shitty 80s kind of like synth <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hor- like almost sounds like horror synth stuff going on but man yeah like yeah. a she said she patterned her look off of uh, Sushi and the band- Banshees or whatever. Sushi and the Banshees. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it had that vibe. But I was so excited because I was like, crazy. oh my God, I do remember her. That's I remember crazy. I'm going to have to go back and, and look because I didn't recognize she her at all. She looks rough. Yeah, well, that yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> happens I, I look a lot rougher than i did 30 years ago yeah <laughs> i'll tell you that well i'm just saying in the sense of like i didn't recognize her yeah in any sense which is hard because if somebody saw me when i was a teenager or right. what have you and see me now yeah it's very right. different so so that was that's that's funny that she was from friday the 13th because uh he fucking killed his wife using the friday the 13th part three he fucking oh, head smash that's very true that's <laughs> i'm like very true. as soon as he did it i'm like ah friday the th- is the eye gonna pop out because that's 3d <laughs> like, yeah and you can see the eye actually does start to bulge when he's squeezing yeah when he's squeezing her head yeah that was a good kill that was yeah good. uh but it was i was so wow two friday the 13th references amazing right in this stephen king uh film that's yeah. great 
Which is funny because. But first, before he Friday the Thirteenth killed yeah. her, he gave her the rock bottom. He must have just been watching like <laughs> SmackDown That's the night. Before. She tried to run by all the properties. Rock <laughs> I was waiting for him to. If you smell, <laughs> gives a little yeah. people's people's, <laughs> little people's elbow or yeah people's eyebrow, whatever people's <laughs> stuff is going Some on. People's something. Yeah. Yeah. So that that to me, uh, and like I said, we keep referencing the uh, the miscarriage thing and yeah. that whole thing. I thought that was a bridge too far for me. Okay. And so, uh, and here, uh, I'll I'll uh, kind of show you how the difference between the novella two. Yeah. So because you have no Travis, you have no White Knight. Mm-hmm. The the ending in the book is much bleaker. Okay. And, yeah, it has to be because it starts the the actual eating of the miscarriages in that. <sighs> But so like, thank God for <laughs> for the people who made this movie that you didn't have that as like this would be a good ad because yeah, yeah. then I'd be like a little off kilter yeah. there. But what they do end up doing in the uh, in the book is the miscarriage happens because what would be Patrick Wilson's character Ross uh, stomp the baby like like so much that it ends up he forces the miscarriage through violence. Yeah. So that's, rough. that's intense. That's rough. So and as again if it, as if the head squeeze wasn't enough. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. of course you don't get Tobin to escape because you don't have Travis's intervention. You don't yep. have anything. Everybody's story ends right then and there yeah is it an abrupt stephen king like ending because he likes an abrupt ending. yeah just like hey isn't this fucked up yeah. see you later <laughs> <laughs> that's a typical stephen king ending. right uh, let's just uh, cut this right here yeah yeah are you at your worst right now i'm gonna get out of yeah, here i'm gonna get out of here yeah, yeah. are you you're about to cry um, so basically the movie is more bittersweet but palatable version yeah. of that but it still has some of those elements but definitely the the Travis right. element is kind of to make things yep. a little more, po- well, from their perspective, a little more interesting, has yep. a little more plot elements, plus ends up giving the ending something that isn't the bleakest thing I've ever heard in my right. life. Right, right, right. Yeah, so they had the, yeah, they have a much better ending in this. A much, well, I'm not going to say better, much happier yes. ending. Yeah. Um, well, at least somebody gets something some, out of it. The, right. the siblings remain alive. Yeah. Uh, Tobin's of, an orphan. Sort of, because you, they've died several times in the grass. Yeah, so that's one thing, again, of the, like I was saying, I kind of need a guide here, yeah. is that, uh, and again, maybe this movie improves for me on a, on a rewatch, yeah. because now I kind of know the beats. I know right. that... Basically, there are no rules right. in a sense. It's everything is time. Everything's time related. Right. So what's happening has already happened in another. Time it's a time line. loop. Exactly. Yeah. So like when he shows Cal, me. okay, like the six different dead versions of himself. Right. Like they look to the right and there's a dead Cal in this position. Dead right. Because he's like, you know, this time you went right. Last time you went left. The other time you went straight. And you're right. like, holy shit. Like. He's Patrick Wilson because he's the grass. Yeah. Right. Because he's touched the rock. Right. Has already seen all of this. Like right. they've said it many times in the thing. You touch the rock, you know everything. Yes. So he knows. Every but you also path. don't leave. Right. You also yeah. don't leave, but you know everything. Right. So he's he knows and has already been to all those other. He's the one who dispatched Cal those seven or eight times. Oh, that was one thing I left from the original ending too. So okay. after the miscarriage and feeding her and doing everything else, <laughs> yeah. Cal and Ross end up telling Becky that 
she'll be able to see her kid again if she Touch just the touches fucking the rock, fucking right? rock, and that's where it ends. Mother, and so that's that's a. That's a that's a king ending. Yeah, oh yeah. Because and yeah. and she doesn't touch the rock in the ending, right? It's no. just the suggestion. Yes. The end. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Fucking Stephen King. Uh-huh. <laughs> so such an asshole. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> and obviously the the <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. If Joe Hill's like, hey, you know, Joe Hill probably cool. wrote an ending, and Stephen King's like, no, 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 no. no what are you doing? <laughs> we have to end it. I with didn't this raise suggestion. you to do this <laughs> to put things yeah. on a bow. Have what to are you end doing it with this? Like, okay, let's go back to the because I brought it up like three times. Yeah, of course. Do you remember what the ending of the mist was in the book? In, in the well, book, it was novella. What well, was that? Was a novella? Yeah, I think it was a short story. Right? Yeah, part it was of the in collection. part of. Um, Is that part of skeleton? Yes. Yeah. It was the first. I think maybe the first story. No, or was grandma the first story? Doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was in there. I don't remember the original ending. Yeah. Uh, so they're in the car. So take the, uh, you know, the the movie version. Yeah. Before that fucking horrifying ending yeah and it's just them in the car driving right and they hear one word on the radio hartford right the i remember end. that was the end the imbo- yeah that's the end hartford <laughs> i'm like what do you mean hartford <laughs> that's it <laughs> you yeah know, the end of the dark tower this is a big spoiler because this is like 18 books right but at the end of the dark tower you know and roland starts over again what do you mean he starts over again <laughs> right he turns a knob in the fucking tower he's finally at the tower he turns a knob and then he just starts he's back to where he started uh, in book one fuck you Stephen. yeah King. exactly no disrespect i love you <laughs> but fuck you man yeah <laughs> oh i'm sure he gets that a lot I'm sure, oh yeah and he just laughs all you know counts some money <laughs> right <laughs> you know because at least during his like heavy drinking cocaine period you like kind of yeah. like okay you were fucked up yeah. and you wrote a lot of oh, fucked yeah. up shit yeah yeah what's your excuse now? <laughs> right it's just, right it's how just fu- part of who you are how fucking high did he have to be to write the scene in it where the kids all have a gangbang oh yeah right yeah oh, thank god they didn't put that into the new movie oh i know i was, t- yeah. I was terrified i was like yeah. are they gonna they're not gonna do this are they because this is not cool yeah yeah you had to be- no for them it was just <laughs> more blood more yeah. blood oh yeah more blood, blood everywhere yeah blood everywhere scary clown blood everywhere yeah um so yeah, that's actually the perfect Stephen King ending. Uh, suggests she touches the rock, and then it, it ends. That's yeah. perfect. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I I did see. Oh, there was also another King throwback in here, kind of. Um, so towards the end, when she gets Becky gets her phone to work again, right? And you realize that she had called. She herself. had called herself. Yeah. Stephen King had a story called "Sorry, Right Number," mm. where it was uh, herself calling herself i believe to warn her that her husband was gonna have a heart attack or something oh interesting yeah and it was made into one of the original tales from the dark sides uh tv show as well yeah Uh, so there was kind of a little throwback to another stephen king story that i got in there so let me ask you a quick question before we just kind of we're kind of almost wrapping this up but the the dead things (laughs) element because to me the when, dead things don't move. Yes. That, okay. The dead things don't move. Tobin kind of puts that, and I'm like, okay, I take that as gospel. Yeah. That is my guideline. You told me that. Yeah. So that's a rule. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Movies have to have rules. Yes. Exactly. You're allowed to break them. Right. But give them to me. Right. Yeah. I need I'm to know you. how to follow this. Right. And so to me, like as we were saying, like, okay, the crow, the dog, yep. all these things, like, okay. Why do they come back to life now then? Like what is the purpose? Like if if they don't move, 
they're just there and but they regenerate like it's a video game is this no what i think the here? corpse is still there because remember Cal but that's saw, what i'm saying but the the you're now he, you're you have a, a new version of yeah you're like thing. in a different timeline like a right. different like i'm picturing like they even kind of showed it right at the end i think it was when uh when travis touched the rock right you just see all these like little red red lines with splinters coming yeah off. and i think that's kind of like representative not only of the grass and pathways but also time splitting mm. time splitting so uh, you you would need to talk to somebody like stephen hawking probably <laughs> to figure this out right um but that's kind of what i got from it it's they're still dead in that right. timeline but now they're in a new one they've gone into a new one right and that's why they're still alive in this one. And that's why when, major spoiler alert, that's why when they get out, it's the beginning again. Right. Right. They, they're they just pulling up. Right. When uh, Tobin gets out and he's able to, yeah. you know, stop them from going, even though they've died so many times in there. Right. They're alive out here because he went into this timeline. Right. Because Travis touched that rock. Right. Figured out what timeline would get Tobin back to where... His sister, I mean, his girlfriend and, and her brother were right. still alive and outside the grass. Right. Got him there and was like, okay, don't let them fucking in. How do you think the church ties into all I of this? I don't know. Okay. And I've been thinking about it Because it kind of seems night. to be... You throw a Isn't church into something escaped? and... I, yeah, the, he came he came out in there, right? It was a right. uh, it was one of the kind of remember they learned about the pathways when they were up on the roof right. they of went the through some kind of hatch or something. They saw the they dog. Through, they yeah, saw the dog right. go behind uh like a bale of hay right. and then disappear and then come out across the street and they were like there's fucking like wormholes type. Right. Right, teleportation type things. Yeah. Um so so that's I think that's where Tobin came out. He said, right. "Hey, you you're going to go through here." And he came out in the church. So. Right. But other than they could, they could have done that anywhere. Yeah. They could have came out behind a car. So I don't know if the church had any point. Right. Obviously, it did because they built the church for the film. It yes. wasn't an actual church. It was right. a set. Yeah. You know, the bowling alley was real. Right. So they used that. And the yeah. church was a set that they built. So obviously, they right. meant something by it. Yeah, because this is Canada. Sorry, guys. It's not the Midwest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So they they meant something by the church. I don't know what it was. Right. I don't know was was the church dedicated to worshiping whatever was in the grass? Because well, it's named after the rock, right? It was it. Wasn't it called like something of the rock bearers or bearers of the rock? Something. Then maybe that's what it is. Maybe that it's just like somebody erected that church to worship that rock. Right. And again, we're back to children of the corn because. Right. But how do you get out of the field if the to, rock to is? The, uh, you know. Yeah, I guess. To make a church. Right. It's a good so this fucking... is. It almost seems like it's a almost like a local warning. Like, Maybe. Like because you figure there's fields probably everywhere around right. the area, but only this one happens to be the you know magic field yeah however you want to call <laughs> it mystical call it. powers right. any of that stuff right. so the one that nobody's gonna kinda... warn anybody about right yeah <laughs> which is also why the church is fucking empty right and you right. know it's... and there's all those old ass fucking cars yeah of people who have wandered into that fucking grass right yeah so i think that's the only thing that kind of made sense to me but again it's kind of the the king leaving things ambiguous to kind of like fill up your own right. thoughts on right. the matter. Motherfucker, I wouldn't have bought the book if I wanted to fill up. <laughs> I would have wrote my own fucking book. <laughs> exactly. You fill up the thoughts for me. That's why I'm paying you. Right. <laughs> and to, so to me, uh, and you can kind of surmise your, your, your thoughts there, but like I've said 
uh, a million times. One other thing uh, besides the thoughts that I already put out, I think it this movie just largely meanders, which is part of like yeah. part of once I heard that it was kind of padded out to make an hour and a half, which it's not hard, you no. know, like usually an hour and a half is pretty standard in terms of especially horror, or some kind of thriller element. If you're padding it to get it to that far, the product probably should have stayed being like, uh, you know, creep shows coming back or yeah. these kind of like uh, anthology things. Yeah. It could have been something that was better served as a 45 to hour long piece of that. I and think then you, you could have cut it. Maybe done. I yeah. think you could have cut it. Yeah, I, I do. I, I agree with you. Because I, I, I found myself being parts that you could miss. bored and confused both at the same time at parts. <laughs> to Which is I different think. than being dazed and confused. Yes, of course. Yeah. But, you know, there are a few good performances in here. I think oh, Patrick yeah. Wilson is really good. He is. Um, because he has to be. He's the he's the everything. He, he's the actor. I think the other characters, to me, are largely very plain and flat. Yeah. Uh, There's I not thought, a lot of depth. No, Even when I they thought, tried to use Becky, Travis I to flesh Cal, it out, it didn't. I thought Becky and Cal were not very good. I thought um, when they tried to play up the Travis and Cal animosity based on the closeness of was the siblings, decent. I thought that was largely kind of a put on. I thought it was unnecessary. Yeah. But I thought it was. I thought the acting was okay there. Yeah, the acting's not a problem. I just, yeah. you know, I didn't think it was building towards that. I didn't think there was a lot of that going on. I mean, even with the conversation, it kind of popped out of nowhere. The, yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's it's kind of like I said, it felt it's very put filler, on, kind of forced filler. filler. Yeah, and I unfortunately felt that way too many times in the movie for me to fully enjoy it. Okay, and I think that's where I land on. I it. I think but, that's fair. I do. I think. But I think all in all, really that fir- the first act, I thought it was very compelling. Yep. I think Patrick Wilson's very good. Yep. But all in all, I think it would have been better served as a shorter piece and kind of, which to me now I want to, if if the movie served any purpose, now I kind of want to read the novella. I definitely to kind of feel the difference and feel how they set the tension. Right. And if it kind of was a disservice to pad this out yep yeah no i definitely will be reading this uh this novella shortly i'll probably i'll probably start it this weekend i know it's on amazon okay there it is then that's what that's how i'll get it yeah i yeah like i said what what, everything you've said is fair um i think it could have been edited i think it would have worked just as well maybe even better as maybe uh an hour long or 45 minute long you know like i said i didn't see the purpose of the church uh, the the whole portion at the bowling alley could have been left out. Right. You know, I thought that every. But that said, I did think that everything that happened in the grass. Yeah. Uh, was good. I I did. I I it's was, definitely the intense. It's yeah. Got all the tension. I was there. drawn. Um. You know, I found myself. If if I'm questioning myself during a film, then yeah. I'm enjoying it. Right. You know, I'm not just sitting there like with a blank stare on my face. Okay. You know, I know what's happening. Blah blah right. blah. You know, there were plenty of times when they were in the grass where I'm like, oh, holy shit. Even the one time when the dog disappeared, I was like, oh, there's like wormholes on here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, Like I said, still makes me mad that they didn't try to pick up the dog and walk out with it (laughs) because you said dead things don't move. Yeah. That sounds like your fucking key out of here. Pick up the dog and go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But... Other than that, I I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I I did enjoy it. Now I know because you actually told Sir John, who was on my episode for Apostle, to mm-hmm. watch Apostle. So I'm aware that you have seen it. Yep. 
Didn't you kind of have feel with the the ending where the the grass kind of consumes Travis and kind of goes in there that it feels a little bit like when Dan Stevens is kind of becoming one that's with a, the island a little bit at that's the a end good of call. that one? Yeah, it's got that definitely like, the same feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that with the way they shot it because they do it overhead and they do the whole thing there that I was like, yeah, that right. largely feels like it that did. shot. I'm not saying it's any kind of robbery because that's not a unique thought, uh, but definitely. Yeah. had that kind of vibe to it. Absolutely. Um, did you, you did you like Apostle? I loved Apostle. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, it was a split decision in the room because uh, Sir John and I liked it very much. Yep. And uh, Eugene, or Carlos Danger. Oh, Carl, Carlos uh, Danger. Not, yeah. Whoa, of, whoa, whoa. Of mobile he horror did, He didn't like it, huh? He did He's not a, like it at all. Those, uh, those mobile horror guys are some weird cats, man. They're a tough nut to crack. <laughs> they really, anybody, and you know, several of them agree that to themselves that Texas Chainsaw 2 is better than one. Yikes. Oh, yeah. No, they will Oof. argue, Carlos Danger being one of them, wow. will argue to the grave that two is better than one. Ugh. And I took it to the point oh my God. where I had Bill Mosley record on video for me no him shit. saying that two is not better than one <laughs> <laughs> and he's That's the perfect. fucking star of two yeah <laughs> he's just oh like my god he's like hey boys sorry to let you know but uh yeah as much as i'd like to say that two is better than one. Oh my god is that <laughs> video somewhere oh yeah i have it on my phone oh yeah. okay yeah yeah i had it on, I had it on my phone um because he was cracking up when i was telling him and he's yeah. like well i appreciate that yeah <laughs> Uh, but now that's uh, so. I'm not really surprised that uh, Carlos didn't enjoy it. He yeah. he's even made a joke to me, which doesn't seem to be a joke that he hasn't enjoyed a horror film past 1986. <laughs> which is funny because I called him out on that yeah. in the episode. I'm like, of course you didn't like this because it was made last year. Right, right, right. And, and they even had, I guess, a thing between uh, themselves as kind of like a challenge to watch newer horror. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so you'd be, I was figuring, hey, maybe he'll come around. Right. No. You know, I want to ask this, because Brian Spears is the one that does makeup, right? Yeah. What about you? Do you do makeup on current films? I know, yeah. <laughs> Stakeland being one of them. Great film. Yeah. Have you ever seen Stakeland? I just oh. did In the Shadow of the Moon, yeah. uh, our episode of that. Yeah. Uh, the director from that did Stakeland. Uh, why don't you ask Carlos Danger if he liked it and see if you could start some <laughs> rift there in between him and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> will do yeah 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 so like i said i i did i did enjoy this i you know everything you've said is fair it could have been trimmed yeah um but I, I i found myself on the edge of my seat a lot more than i wasn't right um and surprised a lot more than i wasn't yeah so i i enjoyed it Are, would you touch a rock I would not fucking gone anywhere near that rock. <laughs> not a chance. I like I said, I would have rock. With I would have been out in out. five minutes. I would have picked up the fucking dog because <laughs> the earth doesn't move when you pick up the dog. They said it. They gave you a rule. Yeah, dead things don't move. Yep. Well, good. Then I'm taking a dead thing and I'm walking straight the fuck out of here. Yep. That's it. Or. Or, yeah, it's a nice crow you got yeah. there. <laughs> or when when I heard the kid yelling for help out, I drove my car in there instead of fucking walked in there. That's fair. Well, actually, you know what I was I probably thinking? probably would have got lost, too. Because I'm a bad person. <laughs> the the kids start screaming, and then a woman, the mother, starts going, hey, don't say. I'm like, oh, he's got his mother. Keep driving. Yeah, yeah. Family's, yeah. family's all there. Yeah, exactly. What are we going to do that it's his mom grass. isn't? Yeah. They'll find their way out. They're close enough. We can both hear yeah. them. Honey, I'll pick up fine. that cheeseburger. <laughs> Get back. Back in the car. Let's, yeah. Look, see, I'm yeah. calling Finish honey like their boyfriend girlfriend go. again. See, <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, I know. Yeah, pick up the cheeseburger. Let's let's keep going to San Diego. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Well, 
even though I didn't enjoy this movie, I definitely enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Larry, Thank for you. doing it. I appreciate um, it. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you back on, because you do an amazing job, not only with Connecticut Horror Fest, which I heard was tremendous again was. this year. Uh, everyone, We talked about it a lot on the Apostle episode, because nice. they, they were on their way there that weekend. Okay. So, uh, And obviously, I heard many good things from a lot of different people who go there. I have a lot of friends who were either the podcasters there, or vendors there, or just regular participants yep. uh, going there and they said great things but another thing you do is the connecticut cult classics yes which last time uh you were here you were doing the stephen king double feature right. so we we did that tied right in 22 this time a little bit something different but definitely uh right inside my 10 year old version yeah, of yeah. myself chest <laughs> tell them what you got coming up yeah we've got uh october 19th uh which uh, as of now is a couple weeks away but We'll see what it is when 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 we release this. Um, this should be out hopefully by the end of the week, and if not, early next week. You're quick. So. Look at you. Yeah, I Look am. at you. Yeah. <laughs> so October 19th, hopefully uh, there's still tickets available when you hear this, but we're going to be doing uh, Halloween 4 and 5, double feature at the Strand, uh, calling it uh, You Can't Kill the Boogeyman. Yeah. So uh, Aptly put. Yeah. yeah. Jamie Lloyd, uh, young Danielle Harris in her first films. Yep. And, uh, you know, which I, I think, remember her more from like uh, Roseanne. Uh, I did. But okay. also don't tell, tell mom, mom the, the babysitter's dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah. She had that nice little attitude. What about uh, my one of my favorites was the the one with uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Uh, oh, uh, last boy. Scout? Last boy. Scout. Yeah. Yeah. She was the foul mouth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's been in a ton, ton of stuff. She's been in, she was in that Stallone movie. She's been in so much. Yeah. So many. So many things. Over she the looks years. so much the same. Yeah. Yeah, I, need yeah, her, yeah. I need her secret, man. Yeah, exactly. She's uh, she got, she's like only a little younger than me, so I think she's like 42 or 43. Wow, yeah. She looks great. Yeah. She looks great and still working. And she was just at uh, Yeah, we had her at Canada right? Horror Fest. Um, she recorded a little intro that we'll play oh, uh, sweet. before the films. Um, and yeah, I she's guess a uh, you have some autographed merch, I believe, uh, for yeah, the raffle. Or yeah, anything, I had right? her sign uh, sign an 8x10 nice. uh, for the raffle. Got tons of stuff for the raffle this time. Fright Rags actually threw in some T-shirts. Great company, and, yeah. Yeah, they are something. I'm wearing Fright Rags right I now. was going to say, is that yeah. from them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, you know, if you can, well, most people can't stand buying a $27 t-shirt I wait for the sales right because they do every, like once every two months they're like sale and I'm yeah. like time to buy yeah, exactly <laughs> $12 t-shirts let's yeah. go um, but I do that sometimes great. with Mondo too Mondo yes. does a great yes, job yes they do sale comes I'm like yeah. sales are good yeah Let's, you know can't uh, can't afford the big stuff but they are a great company so yeah Strand Theater in Seymour October 19th uh, tickets available hopefully at uh, ConnecticutCultClassics.com Spell out Connecticut. Don't cheat. Don't cheap out. That's right. Yeah. Um, I doubt. I'm not even gonna bother because I doubt the posters will still be available. We've only got like two left as of today. Oh, really? Yeah. Matt Wilson did a really good poster. Uh, I this saw time. it. Yeah. You saw it. The yeah. the clown mask. Yeah. And it's being printed on mirrored paper, so it'll, it'll really pop. Um, uh, once I said that, people just picked them up immediately. Oh yeah. But uh, you guys keep everything at a very reasonable price, and it's a great night out. Ten bucks for a double feature, yeah, right. And you get the everybody's gets uh, giveaways. Yeah, you get free uh, raffle tickets to win the raffle stuff. Uh, you know the great trailers and we yeah. do, we, we we have a good time. Now, it's when you time. were here last time, you teased a few of the trailers. Yeah, yeah. Give me at least one that you're very proud of that you got coming through. Oh man, 
Um, Maybe not your crown jewel, because I know you get so like you're you're a proud dad when the trailers come on. I really am. Yeah. But here's the thing: is I did them like two months ago. Ah, uh, all right. And I did a whole block. No, I wouldn't have them written down there. I did a whole block for like the next three. Okay. So I'm trying to think what was specifically in this one. Um, Any slashers in there? Tons. Mm. Yeah. I think The Prowler is in this one. Oh, great movie. Yeah. I think The Prowler's in this one. Um, also think Terror Train is in this one. Mm. Not a good movie, but it's a Jamie Lee Curtis, so that's fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's definitely some. Uh, that one that's weird. oh you don't know that one no it's i don't not, know that it's one. not good uh in in 1980 <laughs> well she had that she was so of... hot in 80 that yeah. she right after halloween yeah they put out three films in 1980 yeah uh prom terror night train prom night and um t- come on now terror train prom night and something else yeah which is amazing that i can't remember yeah right i'm now. trying to remember myself but yeah yeah the, there's definitely uh oh the fog duh ah okay. yes yes of course yeah, yeah of course so yeah, she had three in 1980, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, and then she didn't work for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, I think the next thing was probably Trading Places, yeah. which is a glorious, glorious yes, moment. Yes, it is for many reasons. In, in cinematic <laughs> history. Uh, akin to Phoebe Cates and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, Rye, yeah. Uh, for about the same reason. Um, We're talking about the gorilla on the hundred tr- percent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Fast Times, I'm talking about the pirate costume yeah, that Judd Reinhold uh, wore, hundred uh, percent. Yep. So yeah, we're going to show those two films. Nice. Um, you know, little Halloween treat. The night before, actually, on the 18th, I'm doing hosting uh, horror trivia. That's right. So yeah. everything's in Naugatuck now. You guys kind of yes. have all the doing I, a whole month worth of craziness. In right, because you, I think, uh, either I don't know about. Is it this weekend is the UFO one or the That was the last witch trial weekend. One, last weekend was UFOs. This weekend is the witch trials. Okay. The weekend after is and this my is all horror Connecticut tri- based this is too, all right? con- Yeah, all Connecticut based. Uh the weekend after is my horror trivia on the eighteenth. Um and then after that is you have some kind of like craft one para- the there's a craft fair right uh there's a trunk or treat type thing for kids right. one, one day and then they're they're ending it off with a paranormal gonna have a bunch of paranormal investigators in there nice. talking about hauntings and stuff like that very cool man yeah it's fun you know people people dig it man yeah it's, it's a good time fun for the whole family <laughs> everybody loves a demon yeah why exactly. not yeah <laughs> take one home kids <laughs> scare your mom <laughs> Where can people find everything? Like you said, yep. uh, the website for that, uh, Connecticut Horror Fest, and you're also still doing writings and for everything Horror for News Horror Network, News yeah. Network, right? All those, uh, all those, the events going on this month, um, the paranormal, the the trivia, you can find out about that at SpookyOctober.com. Okay. Um, the stuff for you know my movie nights are ConnecticutCultClassics.com. And then, uh, you know, horrornewsnetwork.net is uh, the site I write for. Right. Um, you know, it's basically what got me started in doing all this stuff. Like, started writing for them years ago and just started building and building and doing all different stuff in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, and it's great. So, if, you know, you're looking for a website to get your horror news, reviews, et cetera, definitely check it out. Right. Yeah. And, of course, you're tied in with the... Uh the people who now made the documentary that's on Amazon, which they just had a screening of the other yeah, night. Yeah, Halloween, Halloween in a Box. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Rob Capraluzzi who uh, founded Horror News Network. It started as ComicMonsters.com like 12, 13, 15 years ago. I don't oh, know. wow. Cool. It was like the first 
website dedicated to horror comic books yeah on on the net um and then he realized you know i should add like movies and stuff so he started horror news network right um but yeah for years he's been telling me that he wanted to do a documentary based on the old ben cooper mask collegeville mask that you yeah. remember from you know when you were a kid the vinyl smock and the yeah. plastic mask oh yeah that you um, can't breathe or see out yeah of. <laughs> oh right <laughs> but and you loved every minute of, of it sweat would collect in the chin you would oh, have yeah. to you know take the mask up to empty that sweat out uh-huh. um, <laughs> but he you know he just want it was something that reminded him of his childhood he wanted to do a documentary course, on yeah. it um in while doing the research he found out about the uh chicago tile you know the tylenol poisonings from yep. the 80s and the, how the razor yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and everything else and ca- halloween was almost canceled and yep. all these major costume companies came together to figure out a way to keep their businesses alive and right. keep halloween going and he documents it all in the documentary it's really really good man especially it sounds for very a, interesting and i'm not even going to say especially for a first-time filmmaker for anybody it's really good that's you great know, you should definitely anybody who hasn't seen it it's like what, like two bucks on amazon or something yeah, like that exactly yeah you know. I think, is it on prime uh yeah but i uh, think so i don't know maybe yeah it's on amazon it's definitely on there i think yeah. it's two bucks um and it's definitely worth it especially if you're interested in halloween and costumes and things like that right a lot of cool interviews with with people who were involved in the the costume making business back in the 60s 70s yeah exactly well thanks again for doing this larry you are full information and everybody please go out and and support larry and all his endeavors especially check out that connecticut classics thing it is so much fun it's a good time thanks man thank you i really appreciate it andrew thanks a lot (laughs) 